0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the GameDev.TV Community Podcast. I'm your host KB, and this podcast brings you the audio experience of GameDev.TV. Now, let's get right into
1: the podcast. (laughs) Brexit. July's coming up, KB, we're coming for you. (laughs) Yeah, I know.
2: (laughs) Don't do it. Oh, man. All right.
1: So how are you guys all doing? Well?
2: Yeah. Yeah, not bad
1: staying safe safe indoors, for the most oh, yeah. part. So I'm I'm visiting family
0: in Florida right now. So Florida, they they like to open everything up and just do whatever. They don't really care.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah I've so. heard the fact <laughs> the streets and all sorts. I got a friend who um lives in Miami, so yeah. <laughs> so like, I can yeah, get all the updates no from him.
0: <laughs> Corona, no big deal. I'm like, all right. it's weird though, because like. California, everybody's scared and the restaurants are all closed and everybody's wearing masks. And here, nobody cares. Restaurants <laughs> are open, beaches are open. It's just a weird, it's like, well, go from one place to the,
1: the other, and it's different. Yeah, yeah, very different.
2: Yeah. I mean, the states, different states will do as the different states will do. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: So, everything's always very different.
1: No, that's true. Especially well, about D- you in the world, Zoe. Uh,
2: I live in London, but I'm from Newcastle. Oh, okay what about you
1: i'm over in sorry okay so you're not, not too far, far from me. not too far from you yeah
2: not too
1: far at all yeah i used to do the daily commute to london for work so you
2: mean used in before covid or like used to as a long time ago? oh no
1: used to was in like three years ago before i oh, right. left okay, and totally started doing this whole game thing <laughs> <laughs> well we'll right. get into that
0: <laughs> all right so let's actually get started so yeah. Gary is one of the instructors for Math for Games course and is part of GameDev.tv. And you just want to let anybody know who you are, if they don't know you, and
1: then we'll go from there. Yeah, I'm Gary. I teach the Math for Games course. Uh, I'm also an indie game developer on the side uh, and mainly works as a freelance programmer. Awesome.
0: And then how did you get started with GameDev.tv?
1: Uh, with GameDev.tv, um, I started off as a student, probably two three years ago after leaving my last job and there's nothing like being unemployed to light a fire under you to do something with your time (laughs) so (laughs) i signed up to the old unity 3d course um before it was split into the 2d and 3d um worked through that worked through some of the other courses um and yeah the rest is kind of history and then more recently uh the master game kickstarter was running so thought i'd back it at the Highest level to get that sweet, sweet lifetime access to all the courses. Yeah, and finally had the finally had the opportunity to do it. So I was like, yes, I'm jumping on that. Um, but some of the course codes didn't come through, so contacted the guys over at GameDev, uh, GameDevTV, asked for the codes, um, and also casually mentioned whether they were looking for a TA for the math course. Uh, didn't get that gig, but I did get in contact with Ben, so. That ended up leaving me behind the scenes, doing things like B-roll quiz questions, helping mm-hmm. with the syllabus and all that stuff. Until one day, Ben said, do you just want to teach this thing and be in front of the camera instead of doing all the work behind it? Uh, so yeah, that was a yes. And um, yeah, now I'm here in front of your camera. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and that's better than the TA. You got the better end of it. Yeah, I didn't get the TA job, but I did get the teacher's job. So I don't but know if that's... Better, or what, what happened there? <laughs> <laughs> right, you're like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and then how did you get
0: started with game like dev itself? Like
1: With game dev itself? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I left my old job a couple of years ago. Um, so, yeah, I started doing the game dev courses, as we mentioned. Uh, and that's kind of the start of it, really. I wanted to be a game dev most of my life, but never really had the opportunity or motivation to actually do it. I pursued a career in music instead, Uh, but but that uh, went a different direction, shall we say? So so, so yeah, I had the I had the opportunity to actually pursue game dev, so decided to jump on it, Um, and yeah, I've been doing that for a couple of years, and now yeah, freelance work and all that kind of stuff is my main jam.
0: Nice. And then, when did you fall in love with math? Has that always been like
1: a thing your whole life? or uh, Falling in love with math is, I don't think anyone loves math. <laughs> 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 no, I've, I've had a, a lifelong appreciation and fascination for everything math. Uh, when I was a young child, my grandfather was an engineer uh, with uh, Rolls-Royce. So we used to spend quite a lot of time at my grandparents' house. And every time I saw him, he would have new math homework for me to do. And he was always teaching me new stuff. So it sounds really boring, but it was actually really fun for me. And uh, (laughs) I actually really enjoyed doing all these weird math problems and engineering problems that he would set me every week. Uh, And and yeah, so that kind of, I think it just built from there. It was a good time to spend with him. Uh, I think it kind of shaped my worldview of thinking things through logically. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so that, that deep sort of ingrained appreciation for math has been there since a very, very young age
0: and uh, you love solving the problems or did you love like thinking through the problems uh
1: both uh, <laughs> like, I know I, I
0: like more like solving the questions but then when it comes to like proofs and thinking about why it is the way it is I struggle with that <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> no both both are cool I'm hmm? I'm not a massive fan of writing proofs because yeah. they're very tedious to go through the process of solving them and getting it all on paper um, I like form for form's sake, should we say? Um, so I love the problem solving aspect of it. Like you're saying, when you actually get to solve the final thing, then it's a really good feeling to get that kind of completion as it were. Uh, but I do like digging into the how and the why. And I think that's how I've ended up being a teacher. Instead,
0: What is your favorite part of like teaching a math for games course?
1: Uh, it's different and it's challenging. Um, i'm someone who likes to try new things all of the time uh, which is why freelance programming is great because you're never working on the same project for too long um and i've done some teaching here and there in the past with different things with the music with uh, old jobs and stuff like that mm. never taught maths but i like maths and i kind of like teaching so i thought of marrying together uh, and yeah it's been really fun uh, as far as topics and things go um we're jumping into vectors next on the course, which I'm really looking Ooh, yes. for digging into because everyone's been asking me about it. So we're finally getting into it would be great. Yes, fun. I'm
0: excited. <laughs> I can't wait. And then I'm, i was curious. Is there like at any point going to be maybe like, like worksheet type things for the map for games course or like something that they can print out. And I don't know if Ben or you guys talked about that. Uh, Cause that'd be kind of cool.
1: Yeah. I'm, it's a great idea. I think that's an absolutely fantastic idea. Um, there's no plans for one at the moment. Um, mostly, I think, just because of time. Most of my time is currently dedicated to getting the new videos out and getting them produced and into the hands of the students. Uh, so that leaves less time to do the worksheets. But if the um, if the course does well, then I would be more than happy to expand the the basic quiz mm-hmm. questions we've got in the course into something a bit more complete that'd be that'd be absolutely awesome yeah i think that'd be really cool
2: Hmm. i have a question
1: if i can jump in Mm -hmm. um
2: so i'm kind of at the same point in potentially my career as you were when you first started so i've been working in sound and audio and sound design for a long time yeah and always absolutely loved games have been an avid gamer all my life and always kind of wanted to move into that area yes same (laughs) doing doing the same doing the same thing as you basically which mm-hmm. is moving like from one particular subject area into another how did you find the transition from music to what you're doing now
1: well the transition from music into what i'm doing now was quite a was like a 10-year process between now yeah, i had course. many different jobs in the middle uh doing kind of adjacent things all over the place uh but to go from what i was doing into this i'm the sort of person that just kind of jumps in head first and hopes um, like I say, I left my job, didn't have another one to go back to. I was just like, I've got some time. Uh, so I gave yeah. myself kind of six months to get up to speed and get ready to roll. Um, and then just hope from there, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> but if you're if you're looking for some more concrete advice and just wing it and see where the wind takes you, which is terrible <laughs> advice, don't follow <laughs> that. That's not bad. <laughs> that's that's by normal. follow your dreams it's into element. Element. Um, <laughs> <But> it works <laughs> uh no I think if you if you're passionate about something and you know where you want to be, set up a plan from where you are to where that is uh and then break that down into s- logical steps so for me, I left work quite abruptly um for uh, i was basically made redundant it's no no nothing bad um, just one of those things that happened so i didn't have a job to go straight into so i gave myself six months to get up to speed and in that time i was okay i'm going to do some courses and then i'm going to do this and then i'm going to do that and within that six months i was unity certified and had freelance work coming in so if you've got that kind of mentality and that ability to kind of break things down like that then i'm sure you can move into it with absolutely no problems Does that Mm. answer your question? I feel like I'm random. (laughs) This
2: um this COVID time is a good time to take lots of courses. That's what I've
1: been doing. Oh yeah, everyone's locked in their house and they're not allowed to go to work. So why not pretend to work and do courses instead? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's that's probably bad advice. Don't don't follow don't follow my advice. Jesus (laughs) Get fired and then you can do whatever you like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Go live your dreams.
2: exactly
1: that's the that's the takeaway <laughs> i mean hey it worked for you it uh yeah yeah i, I think I, what, I, like, <laughs> I i made it so everyone must but yeah most of us won't and it's a blooming hard work to get there <laughs>
0: yeah now math isn't easy for everyone what do you think a lot of people struggle with
1: with math mm. uh i don't think math is easy for anyone uh, <laughs> We we will find it hard. I'm teaching it and I find it hard. You know, it's not an easy subject. Um, I think the people that find it harder than others, um, it probably comes down to confidence, I think, more than anything. If you're not confident in the subject, it becomes more difficult.
0: Mm.
1: And I think where that confidence lack, where that confidence got damaged is when you're at school. Mm. Um,
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: when you're at school, you have to go through the syllabus at the rate of the teacher to get enough information into your head to get to the exam, right? Mm-hmm. But maths is a very logically sort of, it follows on logically each time uh, from previous topics. So if you got stuck at some point, anything after that is completely wasted because if you didn't understand the early stuff, the later stuff is just nonsense. And the further yeah. you get the harder it gets and the further you get, the more your confidence is damaged because you can't do it anymore. So I think if you are finding it hard, just step back to that point in your life when you found maths easy. And that might be, you know, um, high school, it might be middle school, it might even be back at primary school and going through the idea of addition, subtraction, the BODMAS or PEMDAS or wherever you, whatever you use, where you live, um, and then working back up from there to build that confidence back up and realise that, if you take the time to understand each bit then you'll get to the same level as the rest of us without any problems at all i think mm-hmm. practice yeah. makes perfect as they say yeah i think it's kind
0: of scary to be like i have to go all the way back to the beginning to get to where i need to go now i think that might like scare someone because it's a lot of time yeah back. it's
1: a lot of time um but i think I think it's not quite so bad as you might imagine it to be Mm -hmm. saying you've got to go back to, you know, I don't know, like literally primary school level (laughs) uh, for an example, you know, it's like, well, that's like 10 years worth of math I had to study. I Mm -hmm. haven't got time for that. But with what you know now and the little bits that you have picked up along the way, even if you didn't fully understand them, if you go back and look at it in a new lens, you can get through it incredibly, incredibly quickly. Mm -hmm. I mean, as an example of um, what I'm talking about. The maths course we're working on at the moment literally starts you off at the number line, basic addition, subtraction, multiplication. Yeah, yeah. It then goes you through, um, you know, raising numbers to powers and then what, how to read graphs and all that kind of stuff. Um, and as we go through, we're just building on everything we've learned pretty much in the previous lecture. And by the end of the course, by the end of um, the current planned content, You'll be doing quaternions, which are a level above complex numbers, which is kind of university level mathematics, right? So it's a very, very long span of stuff we're going through, Mm -hmm. but we're going through it with a laser focus on Mm -hmm. game design. So if it's not relevant to games, we're not covering it. So things like trigonometry, for I'm going to bore you with maths now. Uh, So, with trigonometry, you've got your kind of your standard sine, cosine, and tangent functions but we're not going through all the other ones and all the identities that you need to learn. If you were going through say a university course, it doesn't really come up in game development. So you don't really need to know it very much until such a point where you do. And then we'll go back and look at it again and build up on it on that part. So you're not kind of going all over the place, straight line, straight through the middle. And then as we introduce new stuff, we just loop back around if we need to.
0: Okay. That sounds good. Yeah.
1: Streamlined and easy. So yeah, it's not as scary as it sounds. Um, and you can do it. And maths. And Anyone can do maths. You can live them. your dreams. Yeah. Anyone yeah. <laughs> can do math I firmly believe that. It's a. It's a bit like saying that. Um, it's a bit like learning an instrument, right? Anyone can pick up an instrument and learn it. There's no one with inherent skill over another. It's just they've had more practice at it. Mm.
0: No, I agree. I struggle
1: with the piano, but I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> I struggle with piano. I, The whole yeah, I'm a guitarist and I still can't do the left right hand thing properly on a piano. It's a nightmare. It's horrible. It takes a lot of practice because you have to like oh yeah, someone rapping you on the knuckles. Yeah, that was my experience at school. Mm -hmm. I had a very old school piano teacher. (laughs) Now for the math and games course, is it going to be more like coding in the future with math, or is that separate? Um, so the math course we're not doing any particular coding. We're keeping it very engine agnostic because the way you do things in unity is different to the way you do things in unreal is different to the way you do things in godot and so on and so forth so rather than kind of limit ourselves to one engine we're mainly focusing on the maths behind everything so that you can translate it and where applicable we're also giving you pseudocode that will give you a rough idea of where to start looking so um you know some of the math libraries that are relatively common among languages uh, will give you a, an idea of what that function might be called so you know where to look. Okay,
0: yeah, because I was, I was interested in that. I think some of the first lessons they were like going into Unity or, or Visual Studio, and I was like, okay, this is kind of cool, like, let me see how it works in the coding
1: aspect. Yeah, we'd, we'd love to. Um... Mm-hmm. But like, I like, uh, get it, gets harder. I think again. the pseudocode makes more sense. We're trying to get it away from just the pure math, which has no relation to the games. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're trying to say this is the maths that has no relation to the games or does, but you may not know why. And then we kind of give you the examples of, okay, so why would we use this to work? Why would we use this branch of math or this piece, this formula? We, we apply that. So we say, okay, well, let's say we've got a turret in a, in a, um, like an rpg or something like that and we want the turret to shoot at the player well it needs to know where to look so it needs to know the rotation it needs to know the direction it needs to know the distance so on and so forth and so we frame all the math in that light so you know when you go into your own game engine what area of math you're looking at to solve your particular problem Mm -hmm. do you think
2: like applying it to video applying math to video games in that way makes it more accessible because once you give like a tangible example, like something like that, it is so much easier for someone like me who has very little experience in this to understand.
1: Yeah. Again, it goes back to that whole uh, sort of downfall of the school teaching system when it comes to math, they teach you all the formulas that you have to cram into your head, Mm -hmm. but they don't give you the examples of why you care. Um, And I think why why you care about it is way more important than what it is. Right. So if you like we say if you know that this piece of math applies to games like quaternions quaternions are advanced you know higher maths that literally didn't have a use for the first what, 150 years of their existence they were just a, a math curiosity mm-hmm. um but now we use them all the time in games so if you were learning maths then you'd be like this is pointless whereas now it's got a use it's used in rotating objects in three-dimensional space So, yes, applying that to particular problems in games, very helpful. Um, And if you're not into games and you're just into math in general, find something that it does apply to. You know, math shows up everywhere, everywhere and anywhere that you look, there's math involved. So just apply those concepts to the thing you're interested in.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, for a lot of new students, do you need any background knowledge for the
1: course? Uh, No, no. So as we said, we literally start off Mm -hmm. on the number line and then we rocket through various different topics along the way up to quaternions so yeah literally no prior knowledge needed whatsoever ever um as long as you can you know count to 10 i guess would be a prerequisite maybe but even then i i I think we probably cover that somewhere Um, (laughs) well we cover we cover number bases (laughs) right so So we work out how to count in tens which we do now but then i teach you how to do it in twos and fours and eights and sixteens and whatever else you know I give you the methods of changing the number base so yeah you even learn how to count which is great <laughs> yeah so anybody who
0: doesn't have the course check it out you don't have, to have any knowledge just to, really, to learn and to by the, the end
1: race. you'll be talking in binary <laughs> <laughs>
0: but um so what's your journey been like learning all the math concepts has it been like just your schooling on your own courses
1: uh, well, yeah, it's a bit, bit of everything. Um, like I say, my grandfather used to set me regular maths homework, which was fantastic. And I say that really sarcastically, but it actually was really fun. Um, so that kind of put me ahead of school by a good couple of years most of the time. So school didn't give me much, um, just sort of reinforced and helped me remember because you go over it a second time, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, lucky? Like <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I did various jobs and works and careers and things and then um, uh, a few years ago i started studying with the open university in the uk um, sort of distance learning doing a degree while i was working other jobs um and that was in computing and it which had a very heavy focus on the programming and the maths so that's where i got most of my higher level maths from and then it's just a case of reading because i'm a massive nerd as you know, i'm sure you can probably tell i'm a maths teacher and a computer game you know developer so yeah i just got a fascination with maths in general so i'll quite happily sit and read a a, a maths paper just to see what they're up to more than anything else mm-hmm. um, you know following all the weird and wonderful developments that we go through
0: what do you usually read what do you follow
1: uh just bits and pieces to be honest it just normally comes up on my reddit page to be honest you know which reddit? And stuff a, right. math? You get all sorts of okay. papers coming through and you know so like, oh, that's interesting you know the is, is it our machine learning i think is one that i frequent quite a lot with all the the new research papers coming out about that which again is very very math, math heavy um because that's what you're using to guide these intelligent machines which again maths comes up everywhere not just in video games <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. now what's your favorite part of math is it the, the trigonometry, calculus, geometry? Oh, uh, my favorite
1: uh, branch of math. Uh, yeah, branch of math is probability, I'd say. Probability, mm-hmm. combinatorics, um, statistics, that side of things. Um, which, again, ties in great for game developers because like 50, 90% of our stuff is all probability based, right? It's all random numbers and mm-hmm. stuff happening so yeah and um yeah one of my old jobs was working in an online um gambling company so again very heavy on the probability side of things so i used to run training courses there to help the marketing guys understand what these games or slot machines did you know not games in the traditional sense but casino games
0: is there like a strategy to that the, the absolutely not. no anyone who nope. says there's a strategy to gambling is oh, just wrong just wrong i, just that's wrong. The I, there's, I a strategy and i won yeah i mean once. I got lucky, that's what happened.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, you hear strategies for that all over the place, but 99% of them just don't make any sense, you know. The best thing you can really do is even not gamble at all, um, (laughs) unless you find it enjoyable, which some of us do, I know. I I quite enjoy a good gamble every now and again, get the old endorphins rushing. Um, But just be sensible with your money um, and only ever play with what you expect to lose. And then if you don't, quids in. If you do, you didn't lose anything because you were expecting to lose it anyway. That's kind of my advice. <laughs> Sensical gambler advice. Bought yes, to you I by Gamble. Uh, <laughs> Love the advice
0: today. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Follow your through. That's actually and solid advice. Don't gamble if here. you don't yeah, gamble. Yeah,
0: that's a good one. Don't gamble.
1: Actually, listen to me on that one. He's a master. He knows. Do <laughs> it if you like it and it's not causing you any detrimental harm, but otherwise, they will still work. Ugh, can't even talk now. You made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear.
2: What? Yeah,
1: end of PSA. Do- Back to the questions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what do you What do you find is the main sticking point for new students embarking on like a career in math and games? Like, what do people find the most challenging when they start out?
1: I don't know. I think it's different for everyone. Uh, I'll throw it to you. What do you guys both find difficult, and see if they're the same. Ooh.
2: Ooh! but yeah, yeah,
1: no, no, <laughs> don't have really the answer. Quick, turn the tables. <laughs>
2: that's um, with, that's a good
1: mean, question. Right. What
2: with math and know, it's
1: a good question, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a
2: good question. Yeah.
0: Same... <laughs> like understanding... Now
1: we can all sit here looking like idiots. And... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <It> was oh, <laughs> saved, saved
0: by <laughs> most of the math. Like, and actually, it's for me in a lot of things. Even like when programming, it's like I love learning how to solve the problem and i can like put in algorithms and put formulas and, like, all right let me spend hours and hours solving all these like problems but then when it comes to like so why do we do it that way and i'll be like i don't i don't know <laughs> I don't, and then i kind of get like bored with the end i don't know it's like i can't keep myself focused on the why but i love to solve the i love to solve it that's my
1: story. yeah I, th- I think the interesting thing there though is that there's not there's very rarely one way of doing something in math there's always yeah. multiple ways of going about it and looking at it differently and you know you might do it algebraically geometrically so on and so forth but even within that there's a whole wealth of ways that you can do it there's new ways that you can find to do it you know there's okay. there's always new discoveries on that front so if you're if you just want the answer that's that's why understanding the why and the the background of it yeah. was quite well, interesting. that's why i try to push myself can now like i want to mix them. and match your yeah. answers come up with new new ways of doing it Um, What about you Zoe, did you come up with something?
2: (laughs) I think for me it's not so much understanding the why, it's like remembering what formulas to use and like what's what's best in that regard but I do I just I do wonder if it is like an aversion to trying to remember it from school because it has come up in my subject area quite a lot but you know sometimes you'll be programming with like say a raspberry pi to get some audio
1: mm-hmm. some
2: sort of audio something going and i have no idea what i'm doing you know that was the kind of things i used to do where i'd just be like i'm
1: not sure yeah, what I'm so, doing so my advice for people that struggle to remember formulas and <laughs> remember you know bits and pieces like that i'd say just don't worry about it man i'm a master yeah. and the amount of formulas that i've had to look up going Well, I know how to do it and I can kind of remember it. And if I use it every day, it gets in your brain, right? But if you haven't used it in, you know, 10, 20 years, then who expects you to remember that? Yeah. The thing you want to remember is, you know, the concept of it, right? So if you can't remember the, I don't know, quadratic formula, for example, you know, it's called the quadratic formula and you have Google. So (laughs) Google, right? It's (laughs) really one. Yeah you know you, you're not it's not like when we were at school when you're expected to memorize all of these formulas for your test mm. you know you have access to a phone you have access to the internet just look it up as long as you know what you're looking for to make it that's easy the, and quick to yeah. do that that's the thing you want to remember so you want to remember the concept or the you know the the kind of fundamentals of it and then the rest of it the the minutiae can be looked up on mm. whichever site you like mm-hmm. really
2: mm. yeah does that help I think- yeah it does <laughs>
1: no that helps a lot I... it takes stress away yeah i know yeah, it does. yeah and, and me you know like I say, i'm say, i a math teacher but i don't remember all of those formulas i remember some of those formulas you know i remember the ones i need and the ones i use every day the ones i haven't used in ages don't worry about it um Gosh. but i think uh yeah and linked to that as well i think the other thing that um people get stuck on that i've seen people get stuck on is reading maths And like you're saying, it's one thing trying to remember that formula, but if you don't understand the parts that make it up, that makes it a lot, lot more difficult. Um, You know, if you look up any sort of higher math formula on anything on the internet, if you don't know how to read it, it's completely useless to you. Even if you Mm. know what it's supposed to be doing, you need to understand math notation. So kind of before you try and tackle those things, if you don't understand it, try and step back a little bit and figure that out you now an example um again to get a little bit mathy on you all uh, sure. be uh sigma notation right which i'm sure mm-hmm. you all have seen but probably don't know what it is yeah um have you guys ever heard of sigma notation before no, i have so it's um have yeah. you seen formulas where you've got this big kind of angular e looking thing mm-hmm. at the front with a load of numbers and letters and infinity signs screwed all over it and then a formula at the end right It looks really complicated. There's a lot of information contained in a very small package. And to someone who doesn't know how to read that, it's overwhelming. You just wouldn't be able to figure it out. As soon as you know the basics of, you know, the bottom is the starting number, the top is the end number. So it's just a sum. So Mm -hmm. the formula at the end, you're just plugging every number in that series into that number. And it's a shorthand way of writing, say, infinite sums that would, you know, take you forever to write otherwise.
0: Yeah. Isn't so, like, a,
1: mystifying that notation is a big stepping stone to overcoming quite a lot of hurdles in maths as well.
0: Isn't, isn't there like a story about that where it's like uh, the top number was like a hundred, or it's like you would have to do like one plus two plus three, but if you figure out like the formula, it's like five thousand and fifty to get from one to count from one to one hundred, or add it all up. Was not there like a story behind it? Like a teacher was like expecting it to be hard. Oh, that's the
1: story. I can't remember the specifics about the story, but it was around uh, Gauss. Gauss, okay. It's said to be Gauss who um, did that, where he was set a math problem by his teacher, but because he was so smart, he solved it incredibly quickly and efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kept doing this and the teacher kept giving him larger and larger numbers, but every time it would take him 10 seconds and he'd give him the number. So the teacher gave them the largest number he could think of. And again, Gauss come back ten seconds later and says, I've done it. There you go. <laughs> and the the story is that he'd come up with the the formula for adding consecutive real numbers. Mm-hmm. So no matter what number you plugged in, it would sum them all up nice and simply.
0: Yeah.
1: That's crazy. So, yes. I don't think it was specifically around stigmatization that one, but yeah, it was about the sum of infinite numbers. Oh, okay. So yeah. But yes, Gauss, very interesting person, very clever.
2: Annoyingly clever.
1: <laughs> a lot of them are, yeah, a lot of them are.
2: <laughs>
1: That's what I mean, I wish I was that smart. <laughs> Honestly,
2: annoyingly clever.
0: So now, for anybody who doesn't know anything about the math Games course, well, how is it structured and then what's coming next?
1: We mentioned vectors before, but yeah, even so beyond got- that covered it in bits and pieces, but we'll cover it again. Uh, So we start off with the introduction and arithmetic section, which starts you off on the number line, works you up through all of the basic addition, subtraction, all that kind of stuff, and really just getting you manipulating numbers themselves. So we look at number bases, uh, logarithms, all that kind of stuff. Then from there, the second section is algebra and equations. So We start replacing those numbers with letters and unknown variables, which is very important for developers because we work with variables all the time, especially if you think of just your normal code variables, but your if statements, your logical conditions, all that kind of stuff. Um, And We also go through linear and quadratic equations, how to manipulate them, graph them, and do all that stuff. Then we go through a section called angles and circles, which introduces you to angles and circles, unsurprisingly. Uh, so that's mainly your trigonometry type stuff where we go through solving all the different types of triangles, um, how sine, cosine, and tangent works, um, how we can generate sine waves, manipulate sine waves, combine them to do all kinds of cool stuff uh, with animations and stuff like that. Uh, and that's where we are at the moment. We've just finished that section. That I think the last video of that section came out last week. And then from there, we're next going into vectors, which is preliminary vectors and ma- uh, vectors and matrices, but not sure how much matrices are going to be in there yet, mm-hmm. um, because vectors is a big topic. Um, so that will be looking at how to move around in a 3D environment and how to point a camera in the right direction, and you know, dot uh, dot product, cross product, multiplying vectors, scalars, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if we get into matrices, that will be because Uh, It's just a new way of looking at the vectors. Okay. And it leads nicely into the section after that, which will be on rotations. So in rotations, we'll be looking at the Euler rotation, which is your standard X, Y, and Z rotation that most people can read quite comfortably. Um, But we'll then go into quaternions, which are uh they they're a little bit scarier on their face but they're surprisingly easy once you kind of demystify them a little bit mm. so hopefully we can get everyone working in in that fourth dimension uh nice and nice and easy i like that <laughs> we'll step you out of your third dimension we'll get some weird <laughs> abstract stuff going on
0: <laughs> no, that's exciting I'm, I'm excited also to like get into like dot product and like 3d math it's gonna be it's what's all game development is yeah that.
1: it's the bread but everything we've worked on so far has been really applicable to 2d games we haven't really touched the mm. 3d no the 3d isn't that much different to the 2d yeah. on most things um you're just adding an extra dimension but for mm-hmm. simplicity it's easier to ignore it for a little while um but yeah everything we've been studying has kind of been building up to this whole vector math and working out things like the direction the magnitude and all that kind of stuff which relies on trigonometry it relies on algebra and linear equations and all that kind of stuff
0: yeah and it's important too because, you know, for like Naughty Dog, they really care about the math. And we even did an interview with a game designer there and he was like, no, they asked a lot of math questions. Dog product comes up a lot and and all that stuff. And we even talked about textbook 3D math primer for graphics and game development. And that goes into yep. vectors yeah, and all I've that. I that love that once. textbook. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I read that once cover to cover. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, Do you it's recommend a long that book. for
0: people to, uh, mm-hmm. as they get started? And I get started, but like, where, was, where would you. Start that in like the math for games course. After the uh, angles and circles, after the vectors. Before. So what was that? Sorry. Oh, where would you recommend this book for someone starting out? Like, I know they wouldn't start at the beginning, but is it like after they um, learn circles, after they learn vectors?
1: Yeah, I mean that book is predominantly vector math, right? Yeah. Okay. So you're probably going to want to start it either. With the vector core, uh, with the vector section or okay. after the vector section, mm-hmm. um, because we'll explain vectors hopefully nice and simply and nice and intuitively, um, mm. with hopefully a few less math jargon words that expect you to know, you know all the other all the other prerequisite higher math kind of yeah. stuff. Because
0: it gets a little meaty. <laughs> we
1: we throw some terminology in there so when you come across it, you'll recognize it. Um, but we don't go full hardcore higher math with you must know that this is a you know, whatever. Yeah, I can't even think of an example. <laughs> yeah, so what's yeah, I mean I mean we do like I say, we cover a few bits, so we'll cover what you know a displacement vector mm-hmm. is versus a position vector, um, versus a velocity vector. They're all pretty much of a muchness, they're just different names, so you know what to look for um but we don't really use you know the resultant vector of this scalar product is blah 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 we simplify down a little bit make it a bit more digestible than other textbooks
0: yeah (laughs) at least they they joke a lot that helped me a lot with that textbook it's like it's a fun book unlike the ones you get in school it's just read all this and you're like uh okay
1: i mean don't get me wrong it's a fantastic book i'm kind of taking the mech out of it a little bit uh, because it's (laughs) what if it's the one I'm thinking of... 800 up, pages. Well, yeah, yeah, okay, 800. I was going to say 500. So I was being super conservative. Um, but yeah, it's a big book, but it's got everything in it. So if you're interested in 3D graphics, 3D maths, shaders, all that kind of stuff, then it will give you everything you need to know in excruciating detail that mm-hmm. we just won't be able to offer in our course. We're going to be giving you a good primer to get you going and to get you comfortable day to day. But that's the sort of thing that would go in, say a shader specific course if you're going to start doing like really specific maths mm-hmm. you'd want a bigger a bigger section so so yeah definitely pick it up if you're interested but it might be a little bit scary if you haven't got to the vector yeah. section of the course yet <laughs> <laughs> like
0: what's going on <laughs> you're like doesn't
1: Let's yeah, I think story. matrices in that, vector matrices and stuff, they're, they're introduced on like page five. It's like, okay, this is one of these books, right? Let's, let's get the call. <laughs> <right. laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm in. <laughs> <head> this <laughs> oh, man. Now, I'm curious, how do you choose the uh, video game little like demos you show? Because that probably takes a while to like decide which one you're going to show, record it, and then relate it to the math lecture you're um,
1: doing. Yeah, I've got a Steam library of Probably six hundred games. Uh, <laughs> give or take. Give or take a little. probably about five fifty. I'm probably over egging it a little bit. I've got a few is what I'm saying. Um, so, <laughs> <A> few, <laughs> and, and I've played most of them. So <laughs> so uh yeah Search for research. Um, for so <laughs> yes yeah, so when I'm looking at the games and things like that, I'm like, right, well this uh, for an example we were doing scientific notation, right? So writing very very large numbers so it's like well what game has really large numbers well cookie clicker or clicker hero or any of those idle games that go on forever have ridiculously large numbers and you can represent them in scientific notation so we'll use that game as an example you know we had one where we were doing rounding very yeah, early with the witch and we used uh, the witcher mm-hmm. because i was playing the witcher at the time my um, <laughs> off time because i just watched the Netflix series. Oh, so um, and I had a bit of a hankering so I was playing all of the three Witcher games again um, not doing all the side quests, just the main campaign uh, except for the last one I did kind of go a bit mental on the last one again uh, <laughs> um, but I noticed at the bottom it was ticking up the damage I was like, that doesn't match what it says over there, oh it's being rounded oh they're using the floor of the number that's that's interesting, I'll uh, use that for the lecture I'm about to record <laughs> So, that was my favorite. But yeah, <laughs> we're just like, I play games. I'm a gamer. So when I'm playing a game, I think, how can I use this game in the course? I like this game. I wonder if I can, you know, include it in some way. <laughs> no, I even found the game for like basic edition. We used, um, oh, what was it called? The Counting Kingdom, which is a kid's game. Hmm. I don't have kids, but I bought it for my niece when she was a kid, like years ago. Um, so I knew of it. And I was like, I wonder if it's in my Steam library, because she steals my Steam library all the time. And it was in there, so I loaded it up, took a little video, and job done. <laughs> so, yeah. The That's great perfect, thing about math uh, Games course is that all the math is in-game somewhere, so you just have to know which game to look at.
0: <laughs> no, but it helps you get engaged and be like, oh, I get it, this is why we're learning this, unlike back in the day, it was like, just learn it to learn it for the test.
1: Yeah, yeah. again, it's that idea of mm-hmm. giving you, um, not any examples in the lecture, but showing you a game that, is doing that even if um we don't say oh yeah look this is specifically doing this hopefully you can infer by looking at it that <laughs> it's using the concept we've just taught
0: mm-hmm. and what's your favorite game i'm curious
2: oh this is the
1: question it depends on the game i guess uh well it depends on the but i'm a gamer i've got ridiculous amounts of games uh my favorite game of all time has to be Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time on the N64 oh, yeah. I played that to death until I could literally run through the whole thing in a couple of hours um, 100% um, of recent years Kerbal Space Program probably has my most played time on my Steam library I've got in fact I'll pull my Steam library up and embarrass myself <laughs> Look, I have 1709 <gasps> hours played in Kerbal Space Program Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I have colonies on every planet. Um so yes, that's probably one of my most played games. Um but yeah, it really depends on what mood I'm in. Mean, there's so many to choose from, you know, there's there's no one right answer to that question, I don't think.
0: Wow. That's a lot of hours. Can we can we cut that bit? Can we curve that we round it down? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right well now what's your least favorite game oh. <laughs> uh
1: it was so bad i've already forgotten um <laughs> of course <laughs> i don't
0: um or maybe the most no, disappointing game
1: if it was that bad i've definitely forgotten about it and most games even if they're bad i can appreciate something about them um i think because i guess the worst games out there are the the terrible asset flips where someone's just bought something off a store renamed it and thrown it out there with no effort no time no thought i yeah. don't play those games so i couldn't possibly comment how good um quote they are um but i think if someone's put time into a game there's and they actually care about it then it shows even if it's not polished you can tell that someone put their love into it you know um so, yeah, I can find, appreciate, you know, the little things in every game, mm-hmm. which is why I like indie games, because they might not be polished. They might not be fantastic. They might not be 1,709 hours of content. Um, but, <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're good, and I like seeing what people come up with. And they're usually, you know, interesting. They've got more interesting stuff in them, mechanics what, and stuff.
0: What indie game are you playing now?
1: What indie games do I play now? Um all sorts i guess Uh, i'm just looking at my recently played Uh, (laughs) i don't know how many indie games are in my steam library necessarily you know i've got this war of mine which 11 bit studios aren't really Mm -hmm. indie so much now i don't think you know they're a small studio but uh, uh the long dark is a great survival game if you've ever heard of that and played that um Oh man, I've got so many. I'm literally in Alphabet Lord. I'm thinking, oh Jesus Christ! Keep <laughs> oh, no. scrolling, keep scrolling, keep going. <laughs> um, Crypt of the Necro Dancer. I think that was indie when that came out. That was fantastic for a sort of on the beat, moving dungeon crawler game. Yeah, there's so many. There's, there's just <laughs> ridiculous amounts to pick. Can't 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 pick one. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's too many. I
1: got you. Hmm, yeah. Definitely. What about you guys? I want to flip this again. You the yeah. what's your favorite games? I love knowing. <laughs> I might get a oh. recommendation for one I haven't played yet. And, you know, I love that.
0: Have you played Detroit Become Human? The Detroit Become Human on the PS4. I don't, uh, I
1: don't have a PlayStation. So oh. any specific stuff. I don't intend to play until it gets ported over to the PC. Yeah. Well, I think or, it's PC like, now. Crash someone's house to play. They,
0: and- Let me see. I think it's PC now. You gotta play. I don't know the yeah, story I think
1: it is, but I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to pick out up.
0: I know oh, you gotta. It's I don't know that game. I can play for hours and hours and hours, and it's it's a short like single player story game, but I don't know. It captures my emotions. It's a cool like movie like cinematic game, and the endings I get. It just to hit me because like you fall in love with the characters. They really do a good job of connecting the characters
1: mm. with you. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, definitely check that out
0: one of them oh, i no. like I
1: said, i've heard of it but i haven't played it so yeah. yeah i'm pretty sure i'm familiar with it but yeah definitely definitely going to give that a go for it Hellblade. Anyway, so, oh you can
0: it, go there. sorry it expands it's kind of like the have you played heavy rain it's,
2: it's uh
1: yes sort of i did that I, that. I never owned it um because again that was playstation was that playstation three or two or three i think it's was yeah. three wasn't it um yeah, I played that around a friend's house. I didn't get into it personally. Um mm. but I think it was the setting that I was in my mate's house and we were sitting mm. on the couch playing it, and it's not really a let's have two guys sit next to each other and play a game kind of game. You know, it's it's no, I you, one, yeah. uh, experience on your own, you know, and go through the whole you know, roller coaster of that game. Um so yes, yeah, so I'll definitely give that another go and give you a fairer critique of it next time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: my, no, right now
1: is um, I know I've said this to you KB before is Horizon Zero Dawn have you played that? It's on my <laughs> list I've got a wish list as long as my arm it's on there it's and it's I amazing. need to get it It's crazy It's amazing see games. I'm just like, every time I look at new games like these I'm thinking I think I think both of these are on my list and I'm sorry, like, <laughs> my list is so long and I have no money <laughs> Yeah there's too many I have 500 other games I need to complete first oh. <laughs> That's
2: the problem isn't it?
0: And then a Hellblade Senua Sacrifice?
1: Have you tried uh, that one? I've got it installed. That's a that's a step oh, up. You play it it. It's such a great game. You're playing yes, I've got it it installed. It's in, my, it's in my play next category on my Steam library. But how, <laughs> but, how, but how many games other games to play? play? hundred? <laughs> <100? laughs> well, if you've got a Steam library as big as mine, I tend to separate them out to I've played this. I've completed that. That's just done. That's rubbish. You know, oh, these ones I want to play next. These are the ones that people keep mentioning. I'm going to play yeah. them.
0: <laughs> nice. yeah, get, get, get on that.
1: Get on place. it. Get on it. I know. I know. Play more games. Stop working. Play more games. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? Maths course or me playing games? I could start a Twitch stream. <laughs> oh, why, oh, why yes! oh, God. What have I
0: done? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mark already started the Twitch kind of live stream thing. Kind of.
1: I'll swap with him. He can do the Quaternions and I'll yeah, do there you them.
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. Now let's get back into the maths. How yeah. can someone no, we
1: really don't have that conversation, yeah. not we? <laughs> it's like, no, it's all good. Everyone I listens it's game just game like, game. what are these idiots talking yeah. about? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a teacher? What <laughs> <laughs> just live
0: your dreams, gamble? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, what's it called? How can someone practice everyday math? I mean it's pretty probably simple answer, but
1: like uh, very like study. Practice every day.
0: Yeah, like what can I do, like an hour a like? day? I mean, i
1: um, have a think now. I'm trying to switch off and go back to normal serious thought again. It's not, it's <laughs> not going well. Um, yeah, so uh, I think um, just finding reasons to do maths will help you practice every day. Uh, like we said earlier, maths is everywhere. Um, down to, you know, budgeting your shopping or just real simple stuff, right? You can use algebra and arithmetic literally all over the place. Some of the more advanced concepts, you need to come up with p- specific reasons to do it. But it's not out of the question. You know, my, my wife is currently doing some redecorating around the house. Um, so we need to buy paint, right? The paint has a price and a volume that does so many square meters of wall. So I need to work out how many square meters of wall i got. Exactly. From that, I can then work out the price and then I can compare prices online to see if that deal is better than that deal and so on and so forth. So yeah, it's all math and it's all really easy to, to practice with just by finding reasons to do it. You know, The more you find reasons to do it, the more reasons you'll find to do it. If that makes like sense. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking gibberish. Yeah. Get off the show. <laughs> Get out of here.
0: <laughs> now, what have you seen students struggle the most with in the course?
1: Uh, in the course, I um, don't know, actually. I don't think anyone's been struggling particularly. Um, you see the odd questions of, oh, why is this done that way? Or, oh, that's a bit weird. Um, can you clarify? But I don't think a lot of people have kind of hit a brick wall or anything like that. That's sort of significantly slowed them down.
0: Mm-hmm. People got to answer those challenges more. I feel like I'm the only one.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a few of you doing it. Yeah. And, uh, well done for doing it. It's great. I love saying, yeah, definitely do the challenges because, again, that's another way to practice every day, right? Mm-hmm. If you um, if you do one lecture a day over the course of however many days the course is <laughs> now, uh, probably about two months, I'd guess, um, if you do one video a day, you know, that's one challenge a day. Usually, um, pretty much most of the videos have some sort of challenge or something to think about. So yeah, go in, post the answer, play along. Um, We've got one of them's got a little bit of a game going on where we're finding the remainder. um, Where the next person you answer the previous number from the person who gave it to you last, right? So the last one in the list, you then pick a new number for the next person, and so the chain continues. I I love seeing, I love seeing things like that of just like playing along. You know, it's great fun.
0: Mhm. Now, eventually we'll get one of those long uh thread posts where it just goes on and on. I know the triple X C++ has like people still respond to it today. <laughs> so hopefully that rotation around um, rounding number 1 will continue to go on and yeah, on. And on. Why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> but yeah, Yeah, like, and then what advice would you give to people who like feel like giving up or like just starting out and they like a little intimidated? So, you just go for it, go all in, and, and you'll get there eventually, or
1: dive maybe? right in. Um, yeah, if, you're, if you feel intimidated by it, don't be maths, it looks scary than it is, right? We kind of mentioned a few examples yeah. before where it looks terrifying, but when you actually break it down, it's ridiculously simple. Um, <clears throat> so again, go back to that point where it looks and feels ridiculously simple and start from there. That's your starting point. To then build up your confidence as you go through. And if you do it at your own pace and you take it step by step, you shouldn't really have that confidence knock that you would get from going through school. And by the time you get up to the end, then yeah, you'll be you'll be flying, you'll be doing maths wherever and whenever possible.
0: You'd <laughs> be <laughs> like a robot calculating yeah. all the possible things and be like, Oh yeah.
1: And if you feel yeah. and I think there was a second part to that question, if you feel like you know giving up or it's not worth learning. Um, I guess that's just a, a change in perception, right? If you don't think it's worth learning, then it probably isn't worth learning to you. Yeah, um, my answer to that question would be very different to yours. I might find it, I don't know, I'm going to offend some people, but I might find it pointless to learn how to oil paint because it's not something that interests me. Yeah. My wife's an artist, she doesn't do oil painting, but she's an artist.
0: Um, she gets offended
1: (laughs) so she hates maths so it's perfect right (laughs) perfect there you go (laughs) so so, yeah just because if you can't find a reason to do it and it's not relevant to you if you're not a programmer if you're not a designer if you have no interest in numbers then you know i'd still say it's worth looking at because it's useful all over the place not just in games um but if you really hate it and you really don't want to learn it don't (laughs) You know, find, find other ways around your problem like with programming you know, if you, can't, if you don't want to learn how to code C++ in Unreal use the blueprint engine and the same kind of rule applies if you don't want to learn the advanced mathematics of quaternions use the quaternion function that's built into the math engine <laughs> you know, it does all mm-hmm. the work for you and you have to know none of the information
0: Yeah, well, that's what a lot of people say too like, do I need to learn math for game development because like, the engine just does it itself if I code it right That's always been like a top question. Do you need math?
1: (laughs) Do we need math? No, says the math teacher. (laughs) Uh, So yes, yes, you do need math. Uh, You need at least basic maths just so you can understand what's going on. Um, And it's one of those things that the more you know, the easier everything else becomes. Like we're saying with Quaternions, do you need to know them? Probably not because the engine does all of it for you. You feed it in an Euler angle, which is really easy to read, and it does all the work in, in converting it for you. Does that mean you should never look at quaternions? Well, no. If you look at quaternions and you understand how they work, you now know what happens when it breaks. So when your code and your game does something weird, really quick to fix it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, If you've subtracted the wrong vectors from each other and your camera's pointing in the wrong direction, You don't have to sit there for an hour debugging your code. You go, I put a plus in there instead of a minus. That's easy to fix. You know, that kind of real quick problem solving. Uh, I think that's what most of math is. It's less about the numbers and the the equations. It's more about the process of problem solving. Like, say, you like solving the problem and getting to the end answer, but the process is the problem solving, Mm -hmm. which is great for a game developer because that's like 99% of your coding job, right? Thinking through the problem, and then Mm -hmm. your last 1% is writing it down exactly so that's really yeah. how it is it's like yeah. you think about so it math will help the you with that math will help develop that logical reasoning okay
0: well now you got me motivated to do more math for games today yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so then I think this was an awesome awesome conversation learned a lot about math math for games now just like the courses do you have a challenge for all the games that TV listeners right now listen to the okay. podcast
1: your challenge is to buy book <laughs> yes and yeah. if you've already got it do one of the challenges <laughs> um no i guess it comes back to what we were saying earlier right just find a reason to do maths today right look around if you've got a problem solve it with math and logical reasoning don't just wing it and go by gut instinct actually think it through work it out if it's a specific math problem do the math work it out and that's the start of doing it every day, like you're saying, and that's the start of getting better at it.
0: Cool. There you go. Challenges.
1: Nice.
0: <laughs> challenges. After this podcast, go out there, right? Do some math problems. Buy the course.
1: That feels like a really heavy way to end the segment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's some homework. Do your
1: homework. homework.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like math? It's okay. Do more. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, it was awesome having you on and learning more about what it is behind the scenes yeah for it's, everybody nice. like no like what's like, who's who's there? There? really novel yeah it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no this helps us uh, get the community more engaged with the instructors and get them to learn more about you what's your favorite game <laughs> well, I know, you- all
1: of them i love all of them send me your <laughs> prototype yes You're that's my- what we should finish on even more heavy finish a game stop doing prototypes and not finishing them i want to play them exactly,
0: you know, <laughs> so the, many good prototypes and never get to make, play wow, we have the saying where it's like don't make this big game make a small game make your game jam even us we're 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 getting there but like make it finish it and then uh
1: oh man the community shout out to the community game jam and uh rick and yang doing, um that because some of the games that are coming out from the community is awesome they look really cool and I'm really looking forward to that <laughs> ending so I can play them.
0: Yeah, what, 10 <laughs> days left? Woo. We're almost there. Did you make a game, Gary?
1: Oh, I wish. I love game jams, but I never have plenty of time. So, right. yes, I missed it because um, it's like a whole month, isn't it? And I was like, I can't dedicate a month to a game jam. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I normally do the Ludendare compo two days of absolute carnage on my own kind of game jams. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Well, those must be crazy. I don't. I don't know. Like forty eight yeah, hours to make work. a game. Yeah, an yeah.
1: entire game from scratch with no assets on your own in two days is yeah. That sounds so stressful. It's <laughs> all right. It's not bad. You kind of. <laughs> as long as you can budget your time, all right, you're fine.
2: Okay, and again, yeah. it, just no down, sleep, right?
1: You're saying, keep it small, keep it real small. You've got to yeah, do. It.
0: Keep it super small. <laughs>
1: don't make well. <laughs>
2: oh, exactly. Yeah.
0: And then uh, we'll just hand the mic to you to end it off. We appreciate you coming on. If you just want just to give any shout-outs, mention anything about the game dev TV uh, community or do inspiration or tips or anything like that, we'll hand it off to
1: you. And thanks for coming no, on. I'm done. See you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, All right, then. Damn it, he got us again. Um, words of inspiration. Uh, I'll tell you what I will say. Oh, Yes. Uh, yes yeah, so i'd just like to give a shout out to you guys for doing the community podcast uh it's been great being on and speaking to you guys uh also give a shout out to the community in general i'm going to give you a quote that is nice and inspirational i'm going to furiously scroll to find the one i'm thinking of because i want to get it right there, it is. Ah, there we go right inspirational quote for the day Bertrand Russell, if you've ever heard of him, logician and mathematician, he is fantastic. Mathematics, rightly viewed, possesses not only truth, but supreme beauty.
0: Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. You can find all Game Dev.tv courses at courses.gamedev.tv slash courses or in the show notes with a 10% discount. Get started with your game development journey today.